This is Radio Taiwan International. Welcome to the news on Radio Taiwan International. I am John Van Trieste, coming to you from Taipei, Taiwan. We begin with a look at today's top stories. President Tsai Ing-wen thanks a group of military engineers that took part in disaster relief work after last year's Hualien earthquake. Foreign nationals fined for bringing pork from certain regions into Taiwan must now pay their fines up front before being allowed entry. And the general scholastic ability test kicked off on Friday. But first, today's top story. President Tsai Ing-wen has thanked a group of military engineers that took part in the disaster relief work after last year's Hualien earthquake. The 6.4 earthquake killed 17 and left 285 injured. While meeting with troops Friday, Tsai said she remembers that soldiers were among the first to arrive to help earthquake victims. Tsai encouraged the troops to keep working hard through the upcoming Lunar New Year holiday. Your disaster relief work after the Hualien earthquake not only makes me proud, it also shows society that you are an important group. There is no vacation when it comes to defending the nation, and natural disasters are unpredictable. The tasks you face are very challenging, but also very important. Even though the Lunar New Year is approaching, some of you are still staying and preparing. Also on Friday, Defense Ministry spokesperson Chen Chongji said that the military remains alert and is on top of developments in the area surrounding Taiwan. Chen said the military is confident in its ability to defend Taiwan and peace in the surrounding region. Foreign nationals fined for bringing pork from certain regions into Taiwan must now pay their fines up front before being allowed entry. The fines have been set to discourage visitors from bringing in pork from areas affected by African swine fever. First-time offenders can be slapped with a fine of 200,000 NT dollars, or 6,500 U.S. dollars. Since December 18th, 71 visitors have been issued with the fine, but only 13 have paid. Under previous rules, those who failed to pay would be barred from returning to Taiwan. However, from Friday, the fine must be paid first as a condition of entry. The Quarantine Bureau is considering adding more payment options to make the process of paying more convenient. The General Scholastic Ability Test, or GSAT, kicked off on Friday. Over 138,000 high school students have registered this year to take the test. The goal of the GSAT is to test whether senior high school students are ready for university. The test, administered over two days, measures the students' grasp of five main subjects, including math, English, and Chinese. The GSAT is the first of a series of tests that students in Taiwan must tackle before they can get into university. Students can often be seen doing last-minute cramming before entering the exam halls. Across Taiwan, large crowds of parents also wait outside schools as the test goes on. Taiwan is mapping out a plan to regulate the use of high-tech Chinese products within government agencies. The goal of the regulations will be to protect national security. Huawei and ZTE are two of China's high-tech giants, but their products could pose a threat to Taiwan's national security. On Thursday, the cabinet held a press conference on the government's plan to deal with this potential threat. At the press conference, 
Cabinet official Jian Hongwei said that the government will impose a ban on the use of high-tech Chinese gadgets within government agencies. Guidelines will be published at the end of this month. Jian also said while this sweeping ban applies to all government agencies, exceptions could be made after approval. Cabinet spokeswoman Kolas Yotaka said the plan is not aimed at preventing Chinese businesses from entering Taiwan. She said it is instead based on the need to protect national and information security. She also said the plan serves as a reminder to government agencies that they should consider national security when purchasing high-tech products. She said the government is drawing up a list of high-tech Chinese products that are deemed inappropriate for government use. The list will likely be released in March. Paula Chow, RTI News. Taiwan's comic book artists are getting a new home. The Ministry of Culture unveiled a new comic book center in Taipei. The center aims to exhibit the work of artists past and present, as well as host artists in residence. On Thursday, culture ministry officials joined a local comic book artist in unveiling the new Taiwan comic base. The new four-story building in Taipei is the first government institution designed to support Taiwan's comic book industry. Each floor of the new building has a separate purpose. The first floor houses a coffee shop and a souvenir store. The second and third floor serve to exhibit the works of notable comic artists. Meanwhile, the fourth floor will be a creative space for artists in residence. The opening of the new building was met with a warm welcome from the comic-loving community. Renowned comic book artist Xiao Yanzhong says he's happy about the fact that a center will help elevate comic book art and make comic books more accepted among the public. Jake Chan, RTI News. The wife of detained human rights activist Li Mingzhe has been denied a request to visit her husband in a Chinese prison. That's according to the Straits Exchange Foundation, a semi-official organization in Taipei that handles cross-strait exchanges in the absence of official ties. The prison where Li is being held has not given a reason for rejecting his wife's request. This is the second time the prison has refused to allow Li's wife to visit China. Li Mingzhe was detained in China during March 2017 on charges of, quote, involvement in activities threatening national safety. He was sentenced to five years in prison in November that year for, quote, subversion of state power. The Straits Exchange Foundation says the request may have been denied due to a lack of manpower as the Lunar New Year holiday approaches. The foundation called on Beijing again to protect the basic human rights of Li and his family. A spot featured in the 2017 crime thriller Pigeon Tango has turned into a new tourism hotspot. But the attraction has nothing to do with the film's dark, gritty themes. This spot, in the central city of Taichung, is a field of cosmos flowers. A bus used in the film is still parked in the field, but this is otherwise just a field of flowers in bloom under the winter sun. It's a spot fans of crime fiction and fans of flowers can both agree on. In just a few weeks, Taiwanese style will take center stage at the 2019 Grammy Awards. An album by a Taiwanese band is in the running for an award thanks to its uniquely designed cover. At a press conference Thursday, the premier gave the album's designer and the band his full backing. Taiwanese rock band The Chairman has enjoyed success at home. Last year, the band won a Golden Melody Award, the top award in Taiwan's recording industry. 
Now, though, the band is hoping that one of its album covers will win it some international exposure, too. The album The Offering has attracted attention because of its striking cover, inspired by Taiwanese folk religion. The cover has won its designer, Xiao Qingyang, a spot on the shortlist for a Grammy Award in the category of Best Recording Package. On Thursday, Premier Su Zheng Chang attended a press conference alongside Xiao and the band's members to offer his encouragement. During the press conference, Xiao said he is honored to share symbolic Taiwanese imagery with the world. Both Xiao and the members of the chairman will attend the Grammy Award ceremony on February 10th. Will Taiwanese design win over the judges? John Van Trieste, RTI News. Billionaire investor George Soros says Chinese President Xi Jinping is the, quote, most dangerous opponent of free societies. He says this is because she is presiding over a high-tech surveillance regime. The American businessman and philanthropist made his statement Thursday in a speech at the World Economic Forum in Switzerland. According to the AFP, Soros said, quote, China is not the only authoritarian regime in the world, but it is the wealthiest, strongest, and technologically most advanced. Soros is also concerned that machine learning and artificial intelligence could be used as a tool by despotic regimes. He said U.S. President Donald Trump should crack down on Chinese tech giants such as Huawei and ZTE. He said that if the two companies dominate the 5G market, they will pose a threat to global security. Soros has set up an organization called the Open Society Foundations, which supports democracy and human rights in more than 100 countries. Thanks for joining me for the news. I'm John Van Trieste. Stay tuned for another 50 minutes of English language features brought to you by Radio Taiwan International.